The next time you're on Interstate 80, stop in and see the folks at the Iowa 80 Truck Stop at Exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. They're always open and ready to serve you. Enjoy a sit-down meal at the Iowa 80 Kitchen or grab a bite from one of their nine quick-serve restaurants. You'll love their clean restrooms, huge gift store, beautiful convenience store, and, of course, the Super Truck Showroom stocked with plenty of chrome, lights, and more. While you're there, don't forget to visit the Iowa 80 Trucking Museum next door. It's free. The entire team at the Iowa 80 is very excited to celebrate 60 years with you. They look forward to being your home away from home for another 60 years. Sending you a giant thank you from Iowa 80, the world's largest truck stop on I-80, exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. Iowa 80. It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the planet, 86690 uh, Red Eye. All right, Eric, so I, I started, you know, I've started thinking as, you know, we tend to sometimes do in the show. Think we think what is it seventy percent of the time is the effort that we put yeah, in yeah, for a deep voice guy on the high end, yeah, yeah, and and so um, uh, the uh, entire you know uh, story that really hit this past weekend, number of news outlets about concert tickets and sports tickets, and how the IRS wants to you know find out if you're selling your tickets on a secondary market and make sure they get a cut of any profit that you make if you sell it for a profit, and the problems that will cause. And how many people will be affected by it? The prediction, 44 million people will be sent the 1099K on this. We also extrapolated it, this uh, uh, this new law out that the Democrats passed, by the way, uh, that would also hit all the uh, different um, uh, apps out there. Right. All the different platform uh, apps and could affect, uh, you know, everything from, from babysitting to uh, that uh, to online flea markets. Or you yeah. have to prove what you're selling. And I gave the example of, you know, my CDs and, and all that. But I just found it interesting that right before this story hit, we with the because we have already talked about the uh, the the apps before. That's been a story before because mm. this has been law all this year. But it's just the focus on the concert tickets and the sports tickets seemed to hit here in the last couple of days. Well, right before that, late last week, before we got to it. Uh, and over really the last week, the administration's been talking about the cost of concert tickets mm-hmm. and the fees for concert tickets. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, well, now that they're going to go after any profit you make on the secondary market, is there a way to try to deflect it to come out and say, we're, we're going to be, because if, if anybody brings it up, we well, so you're going to go after anybody who makes $20 on a concert ticket? Well, people need to pay their taxes, but the most important thing is, we at the White House here are trying to get rid of those fees for the tickets out there because those fees are unreasonable. Concert tickets are too much. President uh, tweeted out just a couple of days ago, concert tickets are hard enough to get. You shouldn't have to pay surprise service fees on top of that. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not surprises because they're listed. You know you're going to pay it. Yeah. yeah. It's not like new. Right. Maybe if you were talking 
15 years ago, it might be new, but it's not new now. Mm -hmm. Uh, My my administration is working to crack down on those junk fees. (laughs) And I just wondered, do the... Is it just a coincidence, or do the two relate? Oh, no, 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 no. I think it's all part of one big thing. you got to build enough of pushback. Wow, we shouldn't be paying that, and blah, 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 blah. And and also, I mean, how do you sell this idea of the of – the, because they use the enormous prices of Taylor Swift tickets. Remember when that hit? Mm-hmm. And uh, and and Congress stopped doing stopped everything, and decided they had to go to work, uh, and and fix it. Um, Does that include subsidizing people for their ticket purchases? Right, exactly. A family of four should be able to afford forty eight thousand dollars <laughs> for Taylor Swift, but. <laughs> You, you build the right. idea of, look at all the money flowing. Oh, yeah, yeah, hey, you know, the IRS is going to do something about that. Uh, good, 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 good. Yeah, wait till you get your 1099K at the end of January. They should call it a special K. Yeah, the whole, I mean, since the Taylor Swift, and like I said, I'd rather hear about Kaepernick. Mm-hmm than taylor swift right now but uh well I just i just i just don't care and i don't understand the 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 uh the country's obsession with her at all i don't understand music or looks or anything i just i don't get it it just is completely foreign to me i'm like all right has, av- it, has anybody uh put together you know how they mesh the names of a couple if they put travis and taylor together it's trailer trailer all yeah. right let's talk about the trailers Talk about the trailer the, relationship. You, you just say trailer, and that just covers say, both of them. I like you it. From now on, trailer. it's trailer. Yeah. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed, bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But, man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find Great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. How are the trailers doing? <laughs> well, yeah, because Kelsey and Swift, there's really no good mesh there. Uh, I, I like trailers. But Taylor and Travis. Yeah. Trailer. Trailer. 
You could have a park and call it Trailer Park. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up on the show, some trailer trash talk. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was it, what gets to me, it, you know, uh, and again, I mean, there's no jealousy. It, it's America. You can make as much money as you want. And God bless you and everything else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just don't overemphasize the importance uh, or the the fact of, you know, the the hype that America, you know, that all Americans are obsessed by this because we're not to the point as the bogus articles that were written by even some financial mm-hmm. papers about the tremendous thing, the Taylor Swift helping the economy. It's entertainment dollars. You're not creating wealth right. or an increase in productivity. Right. It is helping if she plays like any massive concert. It does help the area around it, and it does help you know local bars. But that entertainment money is coming simply from entertainment dollars that might be spent elsewhere. It is not the creation of wealth. And that, I think, maybe that was it, the overemphasis that not only was Taylor Swift this incredible obsession that, you know, from the the uh, popular culture thing, but what she's doing of substance to the economy, as if she's making a, this huge impact on the U.S. economy, yeah. which is just such horse manure. It's garbage. But it's like, okay, let's, let's sell it. Let's sell this across the board. Right. But, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll keep up with the trailer trash. Uh, in, uh, God bless him. I hope, I hope, uh, that they get married and I hope, uh, they have many kids and she writes a hundred songs after the divorce or just write some, you know, talk and smack songs about the kids. <laughs> The new Taylor Swift song, Kids Suck. I'd buy that album. <laughs> I definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now we're talking. Break up? Nah, I don't care about that. Divorce? Eh. Hey, can we talk? We haven't can we talk Canada for a bit? Naziville? Sure. Nazi let can we talk Naziville? Let's yeah. talk Canada for a bit. Right? Why not? This is I just I I have to just uh uh, uh read this Jim Garrity cuz I just died laughing today. <laughs> just died laughing when I read this. Yeah. Canada, are you feeling okay? <laughs> the immediate and most embarrassing problem for the Canadian government this morning oh. is that the term fought with the Nazis does not always mean fought against the Nazis. Right. It can also mean fought in support of the Nazis. Yeah. If you're going to invite a 98-year-old Ukrainian veteran of World War II to a session of Canada's parliament during a visit by the Ukrainian President Zelensky, you had better make darn sure you knew which side he was on. Yeah. Alas, Canadian Speaker of the House, Anthony Rhoda, did not do that and managed to lead the Canadian House of Commons Friday in a standing ovation for a man who fought in the Volunteer 1st Ukrainian Division, which was also known as the 14th uh, Waffen uh, Grenadier Division of the SS, referred to and considered 
part of Germany's Nazi war machine. Right. And then he quotes from the Canadian speaker. We have here in the chamber today a Ukrainian-Canadian veteran from the Second World War who fought for Ukrainian independence against the Russians and continued to support the troops even today at age 98. Mm. Everyone in the commons rose to their feet in applause Yay. as the speaker spoke. Oh, my gosh. I am very proud to say that he is from North Bay. He is a Ukrainian hero, a Canadian hero, and we thank him for all of his service. Oh, my God. Gosh. And then this is the part I love the most. As those of you who have cracked a history book know, Uh as messy, bloody, and complicated as the history of Southeastern Europe is, the side that was fighting against Russia in World War II was the Nazis. And then he writes, let's pause to point out that the Soviets committed their share of war crimes and mass murder of imprisoned civilians and political prisoners in Ukraine, too. And then this is my favorite part. This is not a pro-Nazi statement. (laughs) Just an observation of the historical fact that the Eastern Front didn't have many combatants. We would consider to be good guys. You know what this stems from, though? What was the adoration about? Why was he being celebrated? Why was he there? Because Zelensky. Because, yeah, because, but because of this, oh, we're going to support Ukraine idea. And right. it's full on, of course, in Canada. And they put their blinders on. Well, he's Ukrainian. Tap the brakes. Do just a little bit of homework. Yeah. My gosh. Yeah, probably if you're going to support, uh, you know, an, a Western democracy mm-hmm. helping another country in a war, yeah. the symbolism uh, to continue the support, especially after the support is waning both in Canada and the United States, probably is not to bring the substance and symbolism of a Nazi exactly to support. Exactly. Wow. And. And Trudeau and having to make the statement. (laughs) I mean, this is just bad after bad after bad. Because the video on social media, that's been playing. It started not long after it happened. And somebody made the comment, yeah, if you uh, disagree with the left, they call you a Nazi in Canada. But... They give an actual Nazi a standing ovation. The Ukrainian delegation and Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's office, upon learning the facts, apologized and insisted the invitation was not cleared with them. Uh I didn't do it. Wow. Wow. Reminds me of the Norm MacDonald joke that he did on Letterman. The problem... He goes, the country I have a problem with is Germany. Because <laughs> back in World War One, Germany went to war. Who did they go to war with? The world. And then sometime later, they went to war again. And once again, who did they go to war with? The, the world. world. <laughs> how did you, how did they not? Because... Battled against Russia was the first, the biggest red flag. 
Yeah. Yep, that would have been the first thing. Yeah. No one in that yeah, that step of events that led to that does it show their even y- ask the question does it let me ask you this, does it show their youth that they didn't even realize that? Cuz that's the first thing I would have hit. First thing I would have said, excuse me. You talk you, you Ukrainian or Russian fighting against uh, you know, ex- uh uh Ukrainian, uh, you know, Ukrainian, excuse me, you, fighting Ukrainian, against Russia in Germany, yeah. fighting against Russia. There's a Nazi, right? You need to vet this person, right? The, the Nazis first thing fighting. I, I want to make sure. Now he's that's, not. but that's be, that's my age. They're 20 years younger. Well, I'm only I, 10 I, years younger, and it it was a red flag for me. Okay, well, I mean, I I don't know. I, well, I, I, I just can't answer your question. Well, but, yeah. Well, okay, but the the effect is you're also educated on it. Do they teach this history or is all history now been perverted to Canadian students okay. where they didn't even know this? It is a very legitimate question because it is mind-boggling how you couldn't know about that part. That that wouldn't be the red flag to say, hey, maybe we look into you know where this guy stood. He was battling Russia. And World War II. And as he also writes, he goes, as if the embarrassment wasn't bad enough, Canada Canada just handed Russia more easy fodder for propaganda that the Ukrainians are the real Nazis. Yes, exactly. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, that's... And the Canadians are celebrating the Nazis. Look at them and the video over and over again. You just handed... You just created massive propaganda for the people that are the experts in propaganda. But there is a poll out there you saw last week in Canada. We Mm. never got to this story either. Mm. Thousands, tens of thousands marching against the radical transgender movement. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And Trudeau was going crazy. Oh yeah, every sure. sort of name. Yeah, what do the people of Canada think about that radical trip? Which again has gotten to the point. Remember the father that was jailed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for saying, "No, I'm not going to tell." Right. My, I'm not going to tell. I forgot which one. My son, he's my daughter. Right. Not going to do that. You go to jail for contempt of court. Right. And of course, Jordan Peterson and Jordan Peterson with him. And and so, where do Canadians stand? You might be surprised. Ah. 86690 red eye. This morning's USDA Farm Report is brought to you by Howes Products. Tested, trusted, guaranteed since 1920. Agriculture Secretary Tom Bilsack was Ag Secretary back in 2013 when there was a lengthy government shutdown. And I remember then the needless challenges and disruption that it caused. And Vilsack told reporters at the White House Monday it would be the same if we have another shutdown. We're looking at a significant disruption of the lives of millions of Americans. He said millions of mothers and children who depend on the USDA's Women, Infants and Children's Nutrition Program would see those benefits stop almost immediately. The SNAP program would cut off after a month. And for farmers... Uh, Now is a time when farmers are harvesting their crops and they're seeking marketing loans. Uh, which allow them and assist them in uh, ensuring that they get a decent price for their crop. Uh, When we have a shutdown, uh, Farm Service Agency offices in virtually every county of this country shut down, and those loans are are not available. Which in some cases could cause some family farms to go out of business. Gary Crawford reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. This report brought to you by Cenex Fuels and Lubes. 
Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara. Coming up on the bottom of the hour, we know now the impeachment inquiry on Thursday. We now know now who the witnesses are going to be. One is familiar and a Democrat. Ah. Uh, the others may not be as familiar, but uh, they are actually like more, uh, well, investigator types. But no witnesses yet. These aren't witnesses. These are experts, uh, you know, okay. to lay out the 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 uh, the initial case or the probable cause hmm. against Joe Biden to continue the investigation. Hmm. But uh, the other Canadian story, a majority of Canadians reject their government's proposal that adults and children be allowed to freely switch legal sexes, according to a new survey from the Angus Reid Institute. It was released on September 19, found that a clear majority of Canadians hmm. are opposed to adopting gender-neutral terminology, Canada's National Post reported. The poll found, and look at these numbers, hmm. 67% of respondents objected to the trend. That means they're talking about 67% of Canadians object to pronouns. Think about this. They've jailed people for not using the proper pronouns. They're attempting to destroy Jordan Peterson because of pronouns. 67% of respondents, Canadian citizens, objected to the trend, agreeing that it devalues female identity in society. Ooh. Moreover, 50% of women age under age 34, generally the group most accepting, are against it. Wow. You're listening to Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. And he's Eric Hurley, and I'm Gary McNamara. I'm sorry, I'm just still laughing about the combining the names as and and you're you're right though. I mean that's what's going on in popular culture though. When a couple starts dating, they combine the names, right? Yeah. So yeah. so you know the com- combination is tra- trailer Travis. Travis and, and, Taylor. and Taylor trailer trailer. Yeah. And so from yeah. now on, when we talk about the two, it's trailer trash talk time. Exactly. Now, another, <laughs> <and I'm> just... <laughs> yeah, and there was no planning. We nobody wrote that. We didn't write that. Yeah. That just, that just no. came that was, came up organically on the on the show here. Well, in uh, in more serious in in excuse me, in less important news. Uh, than the trailers. House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer announced Monday the names of the three witnesses for Biden's first impeachment hearing inquiry. That's a, a impeachment inquiry hearing that's scheduled for later this week. House Republicans uh, have, quote, uh, have uncovered an overwhelming amount of evidence regarding Biden's alleged influence peddling schemes over the years, Comer said in a release obtained by National Review. Key evidence will start being presented Thursday morning. Forensic accountant Bruce uh, Dubinsky, the Justice Department Tax Division's former assistant attorney general, Eileen O'Connor, and George Washington University law professor Jonathan Turley will testify as to whether Biden was involved in foreign business dealings with his son, 
since beginning vice president in 2009. Mm-hmm. Dubinsky has more than 40 years of financial investigative and uh, and and consulting experience and served as an expert witness more than 100 times and has testified in more than 80 trials, such as involving criminal and civil financial fraud. O'Connor, and I've seen her, she's been, I forgot where I saw her in the last month. She had discussed everything going on. Mm. O'Connor, serving in the Justice Department's tax division for six years, has overseen the department's litigation of civil, criminal, uh, trial, and appellate tax cases. Turley, who has repeatedly been outspoken about the Biden family's alleged financial crimes, has published work in constitutional law and legal theory. Comer said yesterday, thousands of pages of financial records, emails, texts, testimony from credible IRS whistleblowers, and a transcribed interview with Biden family business associate Devin Archer all reveal that Joe Biden allowed his family to sell uh, him as the brand around the world to enrich the Biden family. Joe Biden showed up on at least two dozen occasions to send signals of access, influence, and power to those who were paying the Bidens. Now, the interesting thing here, I mean, this is an impeachment inquiry, and they've made it clear. I mean, McCarthy's made it clear which probably gets more press than Comer does, that this is about getting questions answered. And so it will really be interesting to see in the context of these witnesses, and especially the first two. I mean, Turley's important, but uh, we've seen a lot of, 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 of Turley. And, yeah. and, and remember... Remember during uh, the Trump uh, first impeachment? Yeah. He was one of the first people that testified on oh, it yeah. and said, do not go down this road, you know, for, uh, for for Trump. Right. But he believes the impeachment inquiry is the only place where Republicans uh, can go right now to get their, their uh, uh, questions um, uh, answered. Mm-hmm. But what I would expect out of this is because what you're trying to do here is, is move the political needle so Americans say, yeah, you want the political pressure on right now so there's more pressure on judges to approve subpoenas. And if the, if not just approve the subpoena, but they don't, they don't need to approve the subpoena, but if the, uh, if the members of, uh, well, whoever gets a subpoena, if they, you know, refuse to abide by it, you want, you know, you want it clear and laid out in the public and also with expert witnesses to the judges why they need to enforce a subpoena. Yeah. And so this is what you're this is what you're setting up uh, right now. Uh, Comer said, based on the evidence, Congress has a duty to open an impeachment inquiry into President Biden's corruption. Americans demand and deserve answers transparency and accountability for this abuse of public office. So you bring in you bring in anything that you can new in this process, but also you reiterate to the American public, as we've said over and over again, you keep selling the same message, which is this is not the Republicans, you know, again uh coming out with allegations 
and looking to cherry pick evidence in order to go after this president politically. All the evidence, all of it existed. Republicans have simply looked at the evidence. Democrats refuse to look at the evidence that exists. And the evidence comes from where that creates the probable cause to continue the investigation and get these subpoenas. And they come from Hunter Biden's own words in his laptop. Yep. His business associates and financial transaction reports, suspicious activity reports from banks sent to the Treasury Department where the banks feared that money laundering or some other type of financial crime was going in. What the infrastructure was set up with the 20 LLCs and the bank accounts and the money flow to make it to banks look highly suspicious that money laundering or some other money crime was going on. You keep repeating that over and over again, and these expert witnesses help you get there to point all of this out to the American public. Well, that's it. And once they get to the point, of again, of being able to demonstrate the flow of the money, then it's all over. I can't imagine if they actually do reach that point, what that's going to be. And... Or what that's going to be like. I mean, from Democrats are going to be there, right? Are they going to boycott this? Well, (laughs) it's funny that you asked that question. Because I thought when we heard that there was definitely going to be an inquiry, I thought, how do you avoid this if you're a Democrat? Well, remember the border hearings and all that. And they've got a long history of just... Well, we're going to protest. We're going to, this isn't right. Yeah, because they know. What do you do? How do you scrutinize this? When the evidence is the evidence, how do you scrutinize it? And if Democrats speak or, uh, you know, when it comes their time to ask questions to the witnesses, Mm -hmm. will they ever ask a question or will they just Go after Republicans and just say, listen, this is just a witch hunt and right, blah, 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 there. blah, blah, right. blah, 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 will blah, they, blah, blah. Will they actually question the witnesses? I doubt it. I don't know how you can without, of course, uh, what's his name? Uh, Goldman? Is he going to be asking any yeah. questions? Because he might throw it in favor of the Republicans, uh, as he's done a couple of times. Those, But how do you how do you do that? Or how would they change the topic? How do you attack? I don't, I, I've, like I said, I've seen the uh, the Justice Department's tax division's former assistant attorney general, Eileen O'Connor. I've seen her speak. She would seem to be a tough one, uh, you know, to, to go after. To counter. I I, yeah. To counter. No, uh, I think Again, it I've would only be, seen her once. I, I, I could be wrong. Dubinsky, I, I don't yeah, know. I, I think it would be. More along the lines of just going after Republicans. Listen, I, I don't know. You know, this is this impeachment inquiry. But but the but here's the thing. It's different than any other set of hearings. It's designed to be different. It's designed to be Q and A. It's designed to be investigative mm-hmm. in nature. But it doesn't mean that the republic or the Democrats would. Well, I, I'm thinking of forensic accountant uh, uh, Bruce Dubinsky, who would talk about what we all know, 
Hmm. I mean, why did the suspicious activity reports come out about, you know, the the money flowing through these accounts? Because they fear money laundering. Why? Because that's how you money launder. Yep. You know, for example, you have bank accounts and you have mm-hmm. corporations that are set up. Mm-hmm. Now, and, can... and those financial institutions have a they ha- they have the burden. They have a responsibility to file those SARS along but, the way and, and basically right. say in that, otherwise they can be accused of facilitating that. Exactly. But I can see a Democrat asking the question, Mr. Dubinsky, you've uh, you've you've talked about. Uh, the you know that uh, you believe that these bank accounts and these uh, corporations are evidence. Are you saying that anybody? And I want this a yes or no uh, uh, answer. Uh, are you saying that anybody has was a bank account is then su- uh, should be suspected of money laundering? Well, I can't. Uh, no, it's a yes or no question. Yeah, right. Well, I can't answer it that way. I would have to say. Uh, no, if you have a bank account, that's it. That's it. Have your bank account. No, that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I would expect out of Democrats. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There might be some of that. Yeah. They don't want to get into the fact. Do you think any Democrat wants to argue that all of the different bank accounts and the 20 no. LLCs that all lead to Biden family members? Tell me one of the Democrats that would will, be willing to take on the evidence as it exists and justify it or argue with a forensic accountant or uh, the uh, Eileen O'Connor, the Justice Department Tax Division's former assistant attorney general. Right. You know, yeah. or yeah. with what's going on with the Hunter Biden case, as she probably will be looking at more than she will the actual thing. The forensic accountant, I view as looking at the, you know, the entire infrastructure of the money flow. Right. I would assume that the Justice Department Tax Division's former assistant attorney general right. will be looking into the questions that she'll be focused on uh, will uh, will be uh, the uh, the uh, FBI investigation and the IRS investigation and the whistleblowers and whether well, it's, and, and whether okay. it's commonplace because she was one that came out and said it never happens. Never happens right. where you have felony where you have felony charges like this uh, for this kind of money that are ever. Just right. the statute of limitations are allowed to run out. That right there would be be fishy. So now let's introduce what's been happening in recent weeks. Liberals writing pieces in the Washington Post that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris shouldn't run in 2024. I don't expect them to go full Jim Jordan. But how much political will, this is the question. No, it's a good point. How much political will, if you're a Democrat sitting up there, how much political will do you have to keep defending? Because you're essentially acting as the defense lawyer, de facto defense lawyer for Biden in this Mm -hmm. case. Now, they can still do it, but I'm just asking the question. How much political will is there in any one of them or as a collective to keep that going when I think the dam is already broken? Now, Democrats uh, plan to call their own witness on Thursday afternoon, Mm. Senator Mendendez. (laughs) Well, that's going to be gold. Okay, I'm making that up. (laughs) I made that up. It's going to be gold bars. (laughs) 866-90-RED-EYE. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll-free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It 
It's Friday Radio. He's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Oh, man, sorry to hear the uh, the passing of the great actor, David McCallum. Uh, yeah, I, wow. I did not realize that he was 90. He passed away at the age of 90. Yeah. And uh, he played, what was his nickname, Ducky? Ducky, the on medical examiner. CSI. On, 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 and, on no, NCIS. And, and NCIS, which I only started watching in the last yeah. six months, the yeah. repeats of it. And I saw him on there. I had no idea he was on there. And as soon as I saw him immediately, for me, somebody my age, yeah. Ilya Kiriakin. The first That's thing right. I said, Ilya Kiriakin from The Man From U.N.C.L.E. And right. that was so huge when we were kids. I mean, mm-hmm. the... That was, I I can't even explain. Uh, all right, it was almost it was almost uh, 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 Taylor Swift kind of height. <laughs> yeah, on you know the man from uh, from Uncle. Well, and it was so. it was slick. It was cool. It was hip. The way they did that that and uh, you know probably a, I don't know if it was ahead of its time, but it was a rock star of of shows. Yep, for sure. You just every kid yeah. knew Napoleon Solo and Ilya Karyakin. Yeah. I mean, it was just it was, and you just you didn't miss that show, right? And so, I mean, for and and, and on on NCIS, he, he just, was perfect for oh, the role. He was perfect for his that. His demeanor I mean, just, was so great, and and you know, you would I you just believed he yeah. was that medical examiner. And the best thing is. I haven't watched the vast majority of episodes that he is on. Oh, man, you're in for a treat. You're in for a treat. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.